Hello everyone, this is episode 619 of the Pixelated Saucers podcast for Wednesday, April 24th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Hell is Other Demons, Xenon Racer, Super Bomberman R, yes, I got more of that to talk about, and maybe a handful of random movies. So I'm going to start off with Super Bomberman R. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm going to start off with Hell is Other Demons, which... First and foremost, let's talk about that title. I do not like that title. I think it is a very dumb title. I'm not a fan of it. But the game, I'm also not a huge fan of. It is a bullet hell game with pixelated art, which looks really nice. I like it, and I I love the music. The music is very good, especially the campaign uh, overworld music. It's not exactly an overworld, but where you are selecting your various levels I love that music because it reminds me so much of Echo, the Dolphin, the Tides of Time on Genesis, which is a game I adore, and I especially adore the music of that music, uh, the music of that game, and the music in that particular part of Hello's Other Demons sounds so much like it, and I love it for that. But the game itself is a bullet hell game that takes place usually, depending on the level on one screen mostly one screen there there is a little bit of space and wiggle room you can move a little bit higher on the top of the screen which is a bit of a problem i'll get to shortly but you have a dash ability double jump and then you can shoot in either left or right you can't change the angle of the shot there is no uh twin stick shooting mechanic or anything like that you can get power-ups in the arcade mode that allows you to shoot downward when you're jumping which is somewhat interesting uh, and, and kind of nice, but also not really that important since if an enemy is below, you can just jump on them Mario style and damage them. So uh, that seems unnecessary. But um, it's a game where you will be bombarded with hordes of enemies and the further you progress in campaign mode or in arcade mode, you'll be getting more and more enemies coming at you at one time. It becomes frustrating in the whole single screen aspect of it because there could be enemies spawning like crazy at the top of the screen where you can't see them. And then if you are jumping up, you might run into them, which will knock off a life or they will start coming at you in massive waves, which may be hard to deal with. And it could become a bit frustrating. Uh, It feels good mechanically. The jumping feels good. The dashing feels good. The shooting feels good. There's a lot of uh pushback with certain weapons depending on how powerful they are there's a nice variety of weapons that have various strengths and weaknesses some can damage you if you're too close to the blast radius some can chain to uh, all the enemies within a certain vicinity so they can take out a lot of enemies with one shot and it looks really nice there's a a nice contrast to it Uh, the aesthetic is very contrasty you can unlock other art styles in the arcade mode maybe in the campaign mode as well but uh you can change things up like that unlock new characters uh put your high scores on the leaderboard but the problem i have with it is that it's just a bit too frustrating in part because of what i mentioned earlier with the, the single screen aspect having enemies come from the top can be annoying but also just sometimes it feels a little bit cheap in terms of how many things are coming at you at one time and and the way the environment can be against you with traps and stuff that make it 
exceptionally frustrating. Some of the enemies feel cheaper than most enemies. And what really kills the experience, though, is, is not that it can be frustrating at times, but the fact that reloading a level, retrying arcade mode or a, a campaign mission takes about five or so seconds. And while that may not seem like a long time, in a game like this, in a game that is challenging, where you're going to probably die a lot and you'll probably die in quick succession, you know, you're not going to be having any 10, 15 minute play, uh, you know, play sessions before dying and having to restart, you know, these, these missions can last usually around a minute or so. So that five seconds does add up and it's a, it's a, it's long enough that I sit there and think, do I really want to retry before hitting the retry button? And that's not something you ever want in a game like this. So that's a bit annoying but um, outside of those frustrations, it seems all right. I need to put more time into it, but it hasn't blown me away or anything. It, it hasn't grabbed me in any kind of significant way. I do like the arcade mode way more than the campaign mode because in the campaign mode, you're going through these levels, collecting gems to unlock new weapons. You might be able to power up your current weapons too. I'm not sure. I, I don't I don't remember seeing that option, but um, that's fine and all. But in the arcade mode, you're just playing through it, and then random weapons will spawn in uh, on the map. And I prefer that because it allows me to play around with a lot of weapons in one playthrough as opposed to having to change them before every mission to, to suit it better. Um, so, yeah, I prefer the arcade mode. But... uh. I'm glad the campaign mode is there because that overworld music is fantastic. But uh, yeah, that is Hell is Other Demons, the game with the stupid title. That is all right. I like the look of it, and it does feel good, but it can be... I don't even want to say it can be overly frustrating at times. It can be frustrating, but what's more frustrating is just that little bit of loading that takes place in between every retry that I wish was more instant. I wish it was somewhere between instant and one second you know when i think of stuff like celeste or super meat boy where those games succeed or even like trials uh not i'm not i'm not going to specify any trials game but just trials in general being able to jump right back in the action right away um is very important in games like this uh so yeah that again hell is other demons on switch and pc i don't even remember if i mentioned that if i did i'm gonna mention it again it's on Switch and then on PC in some weird platform that I've never heard of. And it'll be coming to Steam on May 20th, I think. So, yeah. Moving on to Xenon Racer, which is a racing game with a really weird setup. In that it lets you know that this is a world where flying cars exist. And then immediately lets you know that you won't be driving any flying car anytime soon. Which is to say, you won't be flying any flying car at all uh, because for whatever reason people want to watch a traditional racing series with those good old-fashioned cars that drive on four wheels and on surfaces because who wants to watch a race with flying cars i do but nobody in this game does so it is much more of a traditional racer uh with it 
having a focus on drifting and driving over boost pads to, to build up your boost meter and then gain a lot of speed. Uh, you're racing against various opponents who can be a real pain in the ass. The thing that I hate about Xenon Racer is that the AI is inconsistent and I don't understand how it works. At times it seems like the rubber band AI is batshit crazy. The, the one consistency is that I'm always able to get to the front of the pack at the beginning of the race without question, without breaking a sweat. It is super easy, but then maybe a third of the time to a half of the time, the AI will eventually catch up and it doesn't matter how perfectly I'm driving. If I'm not running into anything and using a lot of boost, they'll still catch up. They will pass me eventually. And then I will end up in like sixth to eighth place out of eight racers. And that's annoying. That's not even how good, if you want to call any kind of rubber band AI good, but usually it should just be a back and forth that wants to keep you in the action and wants to, wants to make the experience feel more intense so that you don't feel like you're dominating or that you don't have a chance at all. They want to keep you in that in the hunt. And in this case, with Xenon Racer, it's set up in a way that you get ahead of the pack and you're just by yourself for a decent amount of time. It's really boring. And then they catch up and then they get past you and then you have no chance of catching up. And then it's just incredibly annoying. And I'm playing on the medium difficulty. But also at the same time, I've played in races where I get to the front and then I'm just in the front by myself the whole time. And it's very boring. I, I just... I don't know who this game is for because there are so many... There are so many racing games out there, and it's a real hard thing to, to to a hard genre to try and find some way to stand out. And Xenon Racer doesn't do anything to stand out visually. It doesn't look great. It looks like a mobile game that has been stretched out to fit a TV screen, which is say you know the texture quality, the the quality of the the models and the environment, all that don't look all that great. I do, I do like the design of the environments that are takes on real world cities but the cars are pretty boring generic futuristic shit um and yeah I like there's a campaign mode there's like an arcade mode or whatever it's, it's a, a disappointment i was pretty excited for it but it isn't doing much for me and drifting seems inconsistent in that it, it doesn't always register that i, I want to drift i don't know what's going on there but uh my my initial impression with it after spending a few hours with it is that uh, I'm I'm not a fan of it. Uh, you know, there's just there's so many racing games out there, and especially if you have a PS4, why you would play this over the Wipeout Omega Collection is beyond me. That is vastly superior. But I think I could even think of a few games like. I don't know. It's been a while since I've messed around with these, but like, I think there's a game called Red Out, which is a futuristic racer, which may actually have flying cars. Um, and there, there's one I wish I could remember, but there, there are a plethora of racing games out there of all kinds, and Xenon Racer doesn't do anywhere near enough to stand out from the crowd. And as it stands, I would wait until it's on sale if you are dying for another racing game. Because at full price, it doesn't seem worth it. Uh, and then I've 
been playing more Super, ba- uh, Super Bomberman R. I've completed the game, which is quite the rare achievement, I learned. In fact, only 0.33% of players on Xbox One have finished the game. And this includes finishing the game on easy mode, which is so fucking easy because the the enemies on easy mode move unbelievably slow. It's it's ridiculous how slow they move. It's like playing the game in slow motion or like underwater. It's ridiculous. But um I beat the game on veteran. I'm just about to finish it on easy mode and then I'm gonna make my way to expert mode and clear it out. I'm really liking the game but I understand the criticism now because I was looking into it and trying to figure out why people were, were upset with it. One, the pricing was and still is not great. The launch price on Switch was 50 bucks. I'm assuming the updates and DLC that were added to it were free. But um, on Xbox One and PS4, I mean, I'm assuming it's on PS4. Uh it launched and it's currently still forty dollars. It's been on sale a few times, which is when I picked it up. No way in hell would I have paid forty bucks for this game. But since I didn't pay anywhere near forty or fifty bucks for the game, I've been happy with my experience with it. I, I don't mess around with multiplayer, which is where a lot of people have issues in that the customization options are very limited. So that's another aspect of the game where I'm like, I'm not I'm not messing with this, so it hasn't really bo- bothered me. I'm I've enjoyed the campaign and just playing by myself. So for me and and my desires and and all that, I've enjoyed my time with it. You know, when it's on sale again, if you're a fan of Bomberman, I'd say it's worth picking up. The one thing I would caution you on though is if you're really into multiplayer and especially online play, maybe not so much because I've never tried, but every now and again, when I launch the game, it automatically tries to jump into an online battle. And then it, after trying for 15 or so seconds, it tells me that it can't connect to the server or something along those lines. And it does that without fail. It's never once actually gone through successfully. So I don't know if online is broken or or what. So (laughs) that's something to be wary of. I can look into that, I guess, and actually try on purpose to do that but um yeah i'm really enjoying super bomberman r i enjoy the boss fights and all that it's it's a solid little game so there's that and i did learn later after finishing the game something that would have made it easier is that there are some additional characters that are from other franchises uh some konami ones like castlevania you have simon simon belmont you have pyramid head then you have some microsoft ones like the arbiter Master Chief, etc. And for some of them, like the Arbiter, who is carrying around an energy sword, they have a special ability that you can use unlimited. There's a bit of a cooldown, but with the Arbiter and the energy sword, he can turn on this attack ability, which will attack enemy any enemy that comes within his vicinity uh, for about six seconds, and then there's like a six-second cooldown. But this comes in handy when you are trapped in a corner and an enemy is coming at you and dropping a bomb would lead to your death as well you can just turn that ability on and be safe and not lose a life so that makes the game significantly easier and almost feels like cheating but i'm gonna do it for expert mode because i don't give a shit (laughs) but uh i i'm enjoying the game so Uh, that again is super bomberman r that is too much at full price and is a game you should only pick up when it's on sale Uh, moving on 
to some movies and then wrapping the show up. I, I watched a few that <laughs> ended up disappointing me, like so many. And it's not that they're bad. I'm just coming to the point in my life where I want to declutter and get rid of anything that's not essential. And I've picked up a fair share of movies for anywhere between one and three dollars at half price in their clearance bins and and shelves and now i'm just looking at these these movies and thinking okay this is all right like i'm this isn't bad or anything but i'm not going to go out of my way to watch it and there's no reason for me to own it so i'm gonna i'm gonna say bye bye to you and two of those movies are a knight's tale and the mask of zorro so a nice title was the was the biggest surprise i i remember loving that movie and rewatching it i was just thinking to myself man this is so dumb uh you know heath ledger's great he's super charming he's he's got so much charisma but this is a pretty dumbass movie and i'm not a fan of what's his face from uh firefly and dodgeball and he was the voice of the robot and rogue squadron right rogue rogue <laughs> star wars story what is it called it's not rogue squadron that's a game um but yeah alan tudyk is that his name uh i, I wasn't a huge fan of his character in the movie of course i think shannon's awesome and is beautiful but it's just a dumb movie and then Mask of Zorro was way slower than I remember it being. And a bit of a slog at times. And Tony Banderas is fantastic. I, you know, It reminded me of that era where he was just very, very, very good. And I kind of miss those days. Again, it also made me kind of want to watch Desperado. Because I was looking at him like, these are those Desperado years. I don't want to watch Desperado. But watching it again made me really... It, Anthony Hopkins as Zorro, the, the first Zorro, it's just weird. That casting is weird. Seeing him as Zorro, which was probably just a stunt double still in, in his body. Uh, it just, he's got like this weird, short, stocky-looking thing that made me think of Joe Pesci as Zorro. And it really bothered me. Just imagining that Joe Pesci as Zorro was really weird. But it was just really slow, and there were a lot of parts of the movie that I didn't care for. There, there were parts that were really, really good, like when Hopkins is training Banderas. Uh, I, I really like how just wild and untamed Banderas was at the beginning, and when he's you know doing all these weird sort of things, and then... Hopkins just smacks the sword out of his hand. That's a great moment. And there's there there are really good moments in it, but there are way more moments and elongated scenes that are just eh. So yeah. Not terrible or anything. It's not bad, but not that great either. But uh, yeah, that, I think that's a good place to end this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. This site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, 
the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.